Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast, presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. It is bowl season, and this is episode two of our initial thoughts on these bowl games. Episode one, if you missed it, go check it out, go find it. Episode two, we've got some games to get into and some teams. We are going to do full breakdowns of these games in later episodes all throughout this Christmas season. This is just kind of an initial look, Matt. Well, taste. Take a look. Well, hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. Well, hors d'oeuvre. Yeah, an hors d'oeuvre, if you will. I agree. <laughs> when you when you said part two, it made me think of uh, my friend Usher and his album Confessions Part Two. Were sure, you Usher sure. Confessions Part of course. Two? Of course. Who yeah. doesn't? Yeah. Okay. Who doesn't? I was just checking. I knew like every word. Didn't know what any of it meant. No. No. But I could I could spout it out. Exactly. Well, in Confessions Part Two is m- the way better song than Confessions. So 100%. 100%. this episode has to be that much better than Monday's yeah, episode, Matt. Exactly. It has to be. We're going to bring. We're we have no bring. choice here. We have no choice. Well, before we get to these games, we want to give you guys this, this little message from Ingalls. We're very excited to be partnering with Ingalls this holiday season to give back to our community here in the upstate of South Carolina. And so here's a quick message on exactly what we're doing. And again, we just thank Ingalls for being such a big part of this. What's up, guys? Merry Christmas and hope you have an awesome holiday season. We have some really exciting news because of our friends over at Ingles. KG and I really feel great about giving back to the community. We want to do that. We have that urge, and these guys have stepped up huge. So massive shout-out to Ingles. We are partnering with them to feed over 100 families this holiday season. We're going to do a bunch of gift cards, giving it out to the community, to various people, and they have stepped up huge to match us in that effort in the upstate KG of South Carolina. Can you tell our people a little b- a bit about, about the initiatives and the programs that we're working with? That's right, Mac. Partnering with Ingles, we are so excited to be able to help support Clemson Community Care, the Dream Center, and Clemson's Paw Pantry this holiday season. If you want to find out more about these amazing organizations, we will link their information below. Wherever you're watching this, we'll have some link to this post, so look for it. We would encourage you to also give back to your community this year in whatever way you can. Doesn't necessarily have to be to these organizations. It can be, you know, $1, $5, whatever it is. That's what we hope you'll get from this. So God bless and happy holidays from Gramlick and MacLean. Okay, Mac, let's get into these games. Let's start with the Tigers, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Friday, December 29th, noon on ESPN. Number 22, Clemson, 8-4 and four versus Kentucky, 7-5. and five. Clemson's a seven-point favorite. Before we get into this game, Mac, there's been some news since yeah. we last recorded an episode. Clemson has a few new coaches. One of those specifically is the offensive line coach, Matt Luke, who was the O-line coach at Georgia when they won a natty, and then he also was the head coach at Ole Miss. Mac, as a former Clemson offensive lineman, what did you think when you saw this hire? Yeah, I, I do want to, to start by saying uh, that, you know, my, my heart hurts for Thomas Austin. And, uh, you know, he was a guy that taught me so much. You know, he came in as a GA my senior year, really learned a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited for whatever's next for him and very young coach. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, journey far from done. Um, but, it, but that hurts. And it's one of coach's players. And 
can't even imagine how that conversation went. And uh, great man, great Christian man, great leader, very smart. And uh, he'll he'll figure it out. He'll land on his feet somewhere and uh, get that going. But um, again, kind of like FSU last last episode, you know, you you, you got to move on. Things are happening, and, and mm. we have to talk about you know kind of where we are. And I'm very excited for Coach Matt Luke to to be coming in here. Um, you know, number one, a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, he recruited me. He was my recruiter. Yeah. What was Duke. that picture you posted? Uh, oh gosh, cringy. It was a cringy picture <laughs> for one. Uh, but that that was like 2000 and nine, maybe 2008, uh, you know, tight end Mac, uh, hanging out with, with my high school quarterback. I I went to Duke with him just to hang out and to see, you know, whatever. And, uh, coach Luke was my recruiter and we actually developed a pretty good relationship, which was fun. Mm. Um, and and a great man and and super smart guy. Uh, so I'm excited And, and all the history. I mean, having been a head coach, played the position at a very high level, went back and coached at his alma mater, uh, coached at Georgia, uh, and obviously won a natty there, been been to the the highest of the high. Um, and now he's a Clemson Tiger. And, and kind of a full circle moment for me. Uh, you know, obviously kind of the, the personal thing I just shared there, but a guy that has a ton of experience and, and a lot of different, you know, just kind of things. And and this is, you know, it, it is fascinating. I, I did this interview with Grace Rayner, one of our great friends, mm-hmm. uh, KG, and, and it was about Clemson. And I, I don't think she got the story out. I'm sure it's coming. Um, but the story needs some additions now because one of my biggest points uh, kind of of Clemson and where they were was the fact that, you know, Clemson has these younger coaches that all they mm. know is Clemson, you know, and, and when, you know, right. real game time experiences are happening and, and we've got to do something, we got to make a change and, and you, you have to pull from, you know, whatever you've got to, to win this game. It's right there. You're looking at it. It's, it's all together. And, and so when you add a guy like Matt Luke, who's been coaching for 20-plus years, has been a head coach, I believe has been a coordinator. I'm trying to quickly kind of find yeah. his deal here. Yeah, he's been an offensive coordinator. Um, he has a lot of different, you know, experience to, to be able to pull from, and I think that's important. Uh, you know, he has proven first-round draft picks. He, he's worked with a ton of different guys, and so I think if you're a Clemson fan, you're excited. You're jacked up about this news, and so, you know, it, it, it's, it's a big, warm welcome and, uh, you know, excited to see how he can continue to take the position that I played for the university I played for uh, to another level and maybe a level that it hasn't been. Um, you know, when, when you talk about, you know, NFL talent and, and picks and first round picks, whatever, um, you know, it's going to be exciting to see what he can do um, along with Coach Chris Rump. Uh, he was there when I was being recruited. He was not there by the time I got playing. Uh, but obviously the Clemson ties run deep there. I remember, you know, Chris Rump, uh, the second or junior, whatever he is, that played at Duke was a great player. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. like running around, you know, just seeing him there with the Davis twins and all those crazy things. So he's coming back home, um, which which is amazing. I think the best defensive line coaching tandem in the country now mm-hmm. with Nick Eason and 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 him. So it, it's going to be fun. Excited for both of those guys to be at Clemson. And, Mac, would you say, before we get to the game, because I know Clemson fans are so excited about the Matt Luke hire, would – this is just my <laughs> – Humble opinion, okay, from what we've seen from the O-line, because you know so much more than me. But when I think about specifically you and your class, I mean, you mentioned you were a tight end. Like, you were developed into an all-ACC offensive lineman. And Clemson has recruited better in the last, let's say, five to seven years Mm -hmm. since the first natty at O-line. But has the development been there when you've brought in some of these really highly rated offensive linemen? Some have developed really well. You look at a John Simpson or something like that, but mm-hmm. some haven't. It, is that what you think Matt Luke can do? Because 
Of course, recruiting is the lifeblood of any program. He has to recruit well. But is the development part what's been missing on the O-line? You know, it it is interesting because I I do think, number one, a a couple of things. I think it's the hardest position to evaluate from from this perspective in the media Um, because, number one, a lot of people don't know what the heck they're talking about. And quite frankly, don't know what they're looking for. <laughs> sure. I've um, learned a good bit from you, Mac. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But it, it's hard, like, right? It, it's so it different from it's, anything. Yeah. You don't know what you're yeah. looking at. And you don't know, okay, that guy lost, but why did he lose? And how did he lose? And, and was there a reason beyond what we know and see that that guy got whipped? Um, and, and then, you know, you don't know the protections. So we, we see uh, a free blitzer come right between the left guard and the left tackle. And we're like, that offensive line And you sucks. blame the O-line. Well, guess what? That was the running back's fault. <laughs> right. Or guess what? That was the quarterback's guy that he identified as the hot, and he didn't look at him. He didn't throw. So I'll say that. It's very hard to critique and, and to understand if you did not play or did not coach or weren't around, you know, student, whatever. Um, it's very hard to understand. Number two, you can even look at the NFL right now. Like, we're dealing with a little bit mm. – of an uh, of a, a epidemic, whatever you want to call it, where there's not a ton of like great talent. Like it's hard. It's hard. Everybody wants to be a skill player. Okay, nobody True. wants to be an offensive lineman. And so, just the 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 development there from a, a holistic. I mean, this is not a Clemson problem. This is a football problem. Uh, it has not occurred at the rate that you maybe you would expect. So. I don't. I don't know if because again, I, I don't, obviously I'm not throwing Coach Caldwell under the bus. And same thing for Thomas Austin. Um, I do think those guys were, were good, great at what they did. But I don't know the other factors. I don't know was it recruiting where mm-hmm. okay did Clemson miss a couple of places? I don't know. Is it the again just the experience? You have to make a change. Same thing with Brandon Streeter a year ago. You have to make a change to to be at the level that you want. Um, so I, it's hard to answer that, KG, without straight up asking Coach Dabo Sweeney sure. that. I, I just I don't know the answer there. I think that's fair. Are you telling me that we have we have an epidemic um, with O linemen and my son, <laughs> who's in the 90th percentile of every statistic, should be a he left can tackle. be the saving grace. He can be look left he can be the get shining paid. hope. They get paid. Uh, also, so do baseball players. Seven hundred million dollar contract that's for that's ten true. years and less concussions. Ideally, okay. I do want to say this though before we move on <laughs> yeah. quick. Way less concussions. <laughs> I, I think that this might be a scorching hot take, but mm. I don't think it really is. I think Matt Luke is the biggest hire, second to Coach Venables, that Dabo has ever made, Coach Schmitty has ever made. Sure. And I don't know if it's close. It's kind of those two in a gap, I think. What about Garrett Riley? Not yet. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe this was, you know. It was definitely a splash. Definitely a splash. Yeah. But this is, I think this is going to be one of those where it's like, this is a historical kind of point to remember this happening because Venables wasn't that splashy at the time no but not you like saw what it a did. Garrett Riley. <laughs> you saw what yeah it. we know what he what he did okay Mac 19 straight bowl games for Clemson Clemson's opt-out so far Bo Collins he's actually going to Notre Dame Andrew McCuba he's transferring Jeremiah Trotter to the NFL Nate Wiggins to the NFL I haven't seen many big Kentucky opt-outs of course if Ray Davis for some reason opts out that would be a massive problem but from what I've seen he's gonna play mm-hmm. He's the guy for Kentucky. A thousand yards, thirteen touchdowns. Yeah. Slowing him down is the big key for Clemson. And then on the flip side, Mac, who does Cade throw the ball to? Who's <laughs> out there? Who's not hurt or opting out? Tyler Brown, right. and then dot dot dot. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. that's Brenning my Stool. big question. The, the two of them. Yeah, Just give Stool. them thirty. Uh, you know, targets the entire game there. 
Uh, Troy Salato, maybe Solano. he comes back or, or is, is ready to go. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, Ruger Rororo not playing for Clemson, mm-hmm. you know, deciding to go to the NFL. Haven't heard from Tyler Davis quite yet. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see if, if he plays. Nobody knows what Ship's going to do. And, and the only reason we bring that up is because he walked down the hill on senior day mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, kind of, you know, signet, signifying that this could be his last home game. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. And, and that'll be interesting. Kind of a trend you will find that throughout the last episode and continuing again here is there's a lot that we don't know about these games. So we're giving you kind of baseline thoughts and, and interesting things here. You know, Clemson favored by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, again, all the momentum I mentioned last episode, I think Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, and Clemson have kind of the most to gain in regards to these 15 practices and, and who they are as a team, who they're going to be as a team in this next coming year. For Cade Klubnik, you mentioned who's he going to throw to. For me, KG, it's his continued development. You know, I don't care who he's throwing to. He, he needs to continue to, you know, be able to, to read those defenses, really hone in mentally, have this plan, man. Go out in this game, which you have 15 practices, 30 days, you know, a month since the last time you played. And like, let's see some growth. Like, let's look like a confident guy who, you know, is wrapped up and, and really has some, you know, things going forward in the future here that uses his legs. I mean, we saw that in the South Carolina game better and and more efficient than he was the entire year, it felt like. Um, and then, you know, being on the same page with those guys, whoever it is, as you mentioned, uh, I think Tyler Brown certainly needs to be the mainstay uh, of getting him the ball and, and finding that. And of course, Brenning Stool as well. Yeah, I, I think when you talk about these two teams coming into this game and you ask which team is feeling better about themselves, the answer is Kentucky. Mm. Kentucky beat Louisville. They beat their rival. They beat a top 20 team and they beat them at their place. And they scored, what, 38 points in doing so. Now I know Louisville yeah. had a bunch of turnovers in that game. Clemson, yeah, they beat their rival, but that game was oogly. <laughs> that game was was really hard to watch. So offensively, I think that's my other question. Do we see another super conservative game plan? Or do you actually let Cade show some growth? But if you don't have a bunch of weapons out there, is that your best way to win? Yeah. You know, it is so interesting, like mindset-wise, what do you do in these games? Right. Um, Especially you know, when you what, have guys opting out and hurt. Yeah. Like, what, what are you trying to get from it? And, and for me, you know, it, it's – Let's go, man. Throttle down. You know, let, let's see it. Let's rip it. You know, and, and this is anybody. Again, not not just Clemson. Um, but I, I want to see explosive. I want to see risk. I want to see concepts. You know, things that maybe we hadn't seen in the year from a, a consistency standpoint. Um, you know, I think continuing to build on what we did and, and saw them, you know, finish running the ball effectively if Shipley plays on the outside, on the perimeter, getting him the ball in space, and then a heavy dose of Mafa as well. I mean, getting those guys both starter touches how they should be used I think is vital and then to see a continuing defense that's growing flourishing and really showing a strength of these young players and you know with those opt-outs that you just mentioned where it's going to be a really good snapshot of next year yeah you know Barrett Carter announcing that he's coming back he's going to be the guy there with Woodass um and, and just see okay this is what this Clemson defense is going to be next year uh, I, I think is exciting and promising for Clemson fans Last question on Clemson. We'll get to the rest of these games. Mac, if you are Will Ship, no, 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 that's not fair because you are you and you will play. <laughs> if you, if you are Will Shipley's dad, hmm. are you telling him to play in the I, Gator Bowl? I, I just, I'm never going to be afraid of injury, right? Because you're playing the most violent sport there is. You know, it, it's common sense. If I was worried about that, I'd be worried about that against South Carolina. I'd be worried about that before. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. you know, you, you, you can't ever play scared. Um, and again, a guy that isn't a top five lock, uh, you know, it's a little bit different of a business decision. I think, you know, then, then it's just, Hey, this is the last time you're ever going to put on that helmet. And, uh, you know, I, I would just propose that to my son and, and say, Hey, you know, what do you want to do? We'll support you wholeheartedly. Now I'd love to see him play and I'd love to like the uncertainty of it. Like I would love for it to be kind of defined of right. this is it. Like I'm going, but I'm playing. Um, and again, everything that he's done for Clemson Shipley specifically. I mean, I, I could not imagine where Clemson would be these last years without him. Honestly, uh, the games that he has won, the leader that he has been for this university, the representative, mm-hmm. uh, the, the NIL space and the way that he's using that with the you know, Levine hospital in Charlotte, uh, children's hospital. Um, he, he's the total package. He's what you yeah, want, for uh, sure. you know, in, in that. And it'd be nice to see an exclamation point, a defined, you know, kind of ending point, if you will, if that's so case is in, in this bowl game. Here's what I would say. And I know you disagree here because running backs have such a short shelf life. Yeah. Say that five times fast, but Garrett sure. Riley year two, much more time to develop kind of a, a new, new ish looking scheme. You'd hope. Yeah. Matt yep. Luke coming in. Yep. Right. Cade with another year of experience. Moffa still there to be the linemen. one-two punch. We'll see what they get in the portal. Maybe Shipley's waiting on that. I don't know. But also, I know Shipley's not ETN. Don't hear me. Don't hear sure. what I'm not saying. But ETN became a first-round pick because he came back. So there, there's a blueprint. Right. Yeah. There's a blueprint there at Clemson. And I mean, he hasn't announced anything. Maybe he'll announce right. Tuesday, and this episode comes out Wednesday. That's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> of course, of but course. <laughs> I think he really should consider staying. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's what do you want to do? You know, it, it, it's an interesting thing, and you know, I know we're spending a lot of time here, but I think this is important. I think a lot of our, our listeners care. Um, with Will Shipley, like wh- you have to look yourself in the mirror, sit down with your parents, pray about it. You know, wh- wherever you find the most peace, and say. Who and what do I want to be? Do I want to be one of the most decorated Clemson players yeah. ever? Do I want to be a guy that has untouchable stats and, and that is is one of the most legendary dudes to ever wear the paw? Then you come back. Do I want to be an NFL player? And that's really important to me. And that's the most important thing to me. You probably should leave. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know if the ceiling is much higher than it's going to be. You know, I, I don't know. Didn't people say that about ETN? I don't think so. You know, he wasn't a first round pick. He, well, here's the deal. I think when when you and again, first round pick is very hard. I mean, that was a, right kind of a wasn't. miracle that he snuck in there. Um, yeah, in the, the back Jags of that took first a risk. Round. We know. Yeah, um, but it worked out. He's playing great. <laughs> it did. But I, I just think like, okay, he said if he does this, he can become that. Catch the football, right? Be a wide right. receiver, be a, a pass catcher. What is it for ship? Like, what will what can he possibly show that you say, it, that's it. Like, that's – I don't think he has – I think he's demonstrated everything in college. I think that he is where he is. And, again, it just comes down to do you want to be one of the best ever, you know, right. at that university, or do you, is it more important to go to the NFL and have that extra year, that potential whatever, on your career there? I think that's the decision, what it comes down to. I honestly don't think transferring's in the cards. I, I don't. I don't yeah, think that's I don't think so either. But maybe, maybe who knows? I wouldn't be. I'm not shocked by anything in, in this, this world. <laughs> in this world, okay, <laughs> Mac. We have four more games to get to, so let's do it. The Directv Holiday Bowl, Wednesday, December 27th, 8 p.m. on Fox. Number 15, Louisville, 10 and three versus Fox. Southern Shout Cal. Out Fox. <laughs> yeah, they're on Fox. 
How they Southern get Cal. I thought we had all of them. Where'd they get come from? No, the Holiday Bowl, and then there's got to be another one or something. That's the one. Uh, but Southern Cal seven and five. Louisville's an eight point favorite. No Caleb Williams for USC. And I thought that perhaps because USC, at least earlier in the year, blew some teams out, that their backup had played more. But then when you think back, their defense has been so poor that they didn't really blow anybody out. So their backup is Miller Moss, who's thrown 32 passes all year, 23 of 32 for 309 in touchdown and just hasn't really played. I imagine Louisville's very motivated for this game, Mac. I don't imagine there will be a lot of opt-outs. This is a chance to add an 11th win and just almost make people kind of forget about the ACC Mm -hmm. championship, forget about the Kentucky game. And Southern Cal is coming off three losses to Washington, Mm -hmm. Oregon, and UCLA. Three good teams, but still, they just haven't looked good. Yeah, I mean, and what an opportunity from a just a brand perspective for Louisville, right? Mm -hmm. To to get this dub, to get an 11th win, as you said, and to to beat USC. I mean, Has Louisville ever beaten Southern Cal? Right. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be great, uh, you know, for anybody, you know, that, that has that opportunity because, you know, three, four years from now, no one knows, no one remembers, oh, Caleb didn't play. No, they beat USC. You know, yeah. it's, it's important. It's a cool brand deal there. And, uh, you know, just exciting. You know, I thought the, the over under would be a little bit higher here. I think it's right at 57 and a half. Mm-hmm. I thought that'd be in the 60s uh, with, with the but poor no defense that, yeah, the poor defense that USC has. But maybe they're like, oh, well, we don't know what Louisville's going to be either right now uh, yeah. based on what we saw from them in the championship game. So I think a great get back game, obviously, you know, that there was so much talk about, you know, just FSU during these last couple of weeks in the ACC and the things that they were doing. You, I know that they're on a two game losing streak, but you also have to give a bunch of love to Louisville. The things that coach Brom has been able to do in year one. Um, oh, yeah. Vegas had them at eight wins. I had them under that. I had no clue what to expect mm. from these guys and they're staring down a possible 11th win, you know, in year one. So, Great foundation, great piece, and uh, you know, excited to see what they're going to look like next year because they're in the portal already, heavily for a quarterback. Uh, they have a young guy that I know a lot of people are excited about. Is he ready to go at the quarterback position for next year? Uh, we'll see, but a, a great start for Coach Brom and this Louisville team. And can they get healthier this month going into this game? That would be big. Mac, you can make a statement here. Again, Southern Cal – not very good. They're seven and five, but they're still Southern Cal. You're playing in their state on their home turf yeah. in California. Yeah. If you blow them out, that's a big statement. Yeah, and 100%. of course, a, a prime time game as well on December twenty seventh for the Cardinals. So I think that game's going to be really interesting. What about the Duke's Mayo Bowl? Our great friends over at Duke's Mayo. <laughs> also Wednesday, December twenty seventh, five thirty p.m. on ESPN. North Carolina eight and four versus West Virginia. Come on, eight Eels. and four. West Virginia is a three-point favorite as of now. Tez Walker has opted out for North Carolina. Mac, if you have thoughts on that, um, you can tell me. But the big question is, will Drake May play? And, of course, again, he's probably going to announce Tuesday before this episode comes out. But not only, okay, you're Drake May. Should you play? Should you not? There's a debate there because you're Drake May. But you love UNC so much. You're a UNC guy through and through since birth. And you're playing in Charlotte where you're from and you're coming off a loss to your arch rival. Do you want to end your career that way? Yeah. Those are the questions for Drake may. I, I almost in the back of my head and, and you know, thought this earlier, but because Tez isn't playing, mm. I've got to imagine that he is disgusted with Drake, right? Like he had to, have. there's no way he's leaving that guy high and dry too. They talked Drake about it. probably said, 
Yeah, Drake probably said, hey, man, I'm not playing. Or he asked him, and he said, hey, I'm not playing. And he was like, well, I'm definitely not playing. <laughs> See you later. Like, I'm out. I'm so you out think here. Tez is a clue? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I think he's hmm. a clue. I think he's clear. We'll see. And uh, again, if, if hey, you asked me that question about Shipley, if I'm Drake's dad, hey, hey, son. If I'm Mac Brown, hey, son, thank you for everything. We'll see you <laughs> later. Go get that number one pick. I'm not endangering that at all for the That's Duke's fair. Mayo Bowl. Okay? Like, lock it down. Lock that thing down. Hey, if you want to come and do press conferences because some people say Caleb Williams doesn't deserve that because he didn't do press conferences, come to Duke's Mayo Bowl, do a press conference. But do not play in this game. Like, you want to get dunked in mayo? If you, want, if you want to take the mayo, come. But you ain't playing. Sorry. There will be no shoulder pads in your locker. There will be no helmet. There I will agree. be a jersey. There will be a jersey. You can run out there with us. You can warm up, stretch, but you ain't going in that game. There's no, no way. There's You're no right. way. Um, You're right. I mean, we, maybe, can all be hey, real. Look, maybe, we can all be real. Yeah. Here. That's right. Let's just be real. But hey, if he says, nah, I'm playing, I don't know how you can say no to him. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be fascinating. Um, I hope Amari and Hampton's playing mm-hmm. again. You, in this world, you just you never know what what anything's going to happen. Uh, Max Johnson is committed. Uh, I think that's done to North Carolina. So it's it on Twitter, seems Max. like that's yeah. It seems like that's going to be the future for them uh, and kind of the way they go there and and just continue to see you know what North Carolina can do. You know because I, I think it's uh, we're actually going to have a, a North Carolina guy join us to talk about this more. I'm excited about that. Um, but just to see, you know, you had Sam Howell. You have Drake May, and you know nine wins was kind of the ceiling, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and that's a little disappointing. And you wonder how can you break through that, and what's next, and what's the next step. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is going to be an interesting game, and maybe again, kind of like I said, of some of these other teams, a, 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 a nice here's what we're going to look like next year type deal from a skill position, offensive line, probably not quarterback, um, but other positions like that when when guys are opting out and not playing. I thought UNC got some momentum from last year's bowl game, even though they lost when they played a very good right. Oregon team without some key pieces. It does worry me, though, Mac, with this UNC defense that we thought was fixed and turns out it wasn't, that West Virginia rushed yeah. for 250 in their most recent win over Baylor. So mm-hmm. the UNC defense got to show up <laughs> a little bit more uh, than they have. Get ready. Just put it that way. Okay, yeah. two more games to discuss. One of your teams that you say has the most to gain from bowl season – the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Friday, December 22nd, 6.30 on ESPN. Two six and six teams, Georgia Tech versus UCF. UCF opens as a four and a half point favorite, which is interesting. The opt-outs that I've seen for Georgia Tech is edge rusher Kyle Kennard, who led the team in sacks, so that's not great. And then uh, corner, Keenan Johnson. Haven't seen many for UCF. John Reese Plumley and RJ Harvey, at least from what I've seen, are playing. And UCF likes to run the ball. Georgia Tech has struggled to stop the run. That's my biggest concern here, Mac, with this game. That is uh, that is the coaching point for the offseason for Georgia Tech. Stop the run. What do we have to do? Do we have to play bear? Do we have to blitz every gap? Um, do we have to have just 10 Something. offensive linemen or defensive linemen on the field? Whatever it takes to stop the run. That's what we have to do, uh, and we'll see. We'll see how they address that. You know, whether in the portal or schematically or coaching, who who knows? You know what they do. But the one thing that you can be very excited about is Haynes King is on this yes. team, and I, I had him as you know my uh, you know third team quarterback for the ACC All ACC mm. teams. Um, I think he's electric. I think he is a surefire building block and thing that you can really you know kind of say, hey, this is what we have. 
How can we build around it? How can we get pieces in? Because this is free agency now, and you can change things very quickly with what you add, what you bring in, and I think there's some excitement there. So continue to see development, continue to see this team make growth and, and take strides. Love what Coach Key has been able to do and, and totally feel like he's a guy that's right there with this team that can take another step. Um, but it's just that, that schedule, man. It's always difficult with mm. who they play and when they play. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how do they grow you know, in this bowl season. Do we see, a, again, a nice snapshot of what they will look like in 2024? You bring up what year is it? 2024? I don't <laughs> know. Almost 2024, which is crazy. You bring up Haynes King. I wanted to get this stat in, Mac, from our guy Jake. In his first season with GT after transferring from A&M, Haynes King has accounted for 26 passing touchdowns and nine rushing touchdowns this season. If he rushes for a touchdown against UCF, he could become just the fifth FBS player this year with 25 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns. Joining, do you want to guess them? How many? How many is it? Um, there are four, one, two, three, four other quarterbacks in the FBS. In the ACC only? No, no, oh, FBS, FBS. FBS. Oh, this year? FBS yeah, this year? Yeah, all of FBS. Oh, man. Hmm. What I've were the numbers again? Here's the, here's the hint. Two guys have already opted out of their bowl games. 25 yes. passing touchdowns, 10 rushing touchdowns. Okay. Uh, Jaden Daniels? Correct. Heisman. Did he opt out? He's not playing No, this no, not him. He didn't, okay, not that yeah. I've seen. Um... A team oh, we just talked about. If you just tell me. Caleb Williams. Me. Caleb okay, Williams. Caden yep. Salter, Liberty, and then Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma. Mm, there so you those go. Are the guys. That's a that's uh, a Oregon. legit list. You meant or- Oregon quarterback. He's he's I already. I can't believe Dylan Gabriel out. still has eligibility. How long are these guys going to play? I mean, we'll he's been around forever. Speaking of UCF, he was at UCF. He is just making his way across the country, Oregon Trail style. UCF to Oklahoma Oregon to Oregon. Trail. The final stop on the Oregon Trail. Okay, our last bowl here, Mac, is the 76 Birmingham Bowl. Shout out, Cole Kublik. Let's go. Yeah, Saturday, December 23rd, noon on ABC. Is that a title? Yeah. The Birmingham Bowl's on ABC? It's on ABC. I called the Birmingham Bowl. It was on like ESPN Plus, (laughs) ESPN 8, the Ocho. This one's on ABC. I got robbed, How did the obviously. Birmingham Bowl get on ABC? Cole Kublik made a call and said, Dang. get this on ABC. Well, you, <laughs> the whole country is in for a treat with 7-5 and five Duke versus 11-2 and two Troy. Uh, Troy is a 7.5-point favorite. Mac, I'm, if you're a Duke fan, just, just kind of maybe turn just this off. Just take out the earbuds. Just turn it off. I'm worried about Duke, mainly because the opt-outs. First of all, Mike Elko, opt-out. Uh, Riley Leonard, probably going to Notre Dame, of course. Jordan Waters, opting out. R.J. Oben, Anias Peoples, uh, so many other guys. Jalen Stinson, safety, yeah, opted brutal. out. Like, who's even left? Now, here's the thing. Troy's head coach also has taken um, the two-lane job, so he's out. So both these head coaches have opted out. So, I mean, what the, what the heck are we going to see? Troy has a really good defense. And here is the stat I love about Troy. This is wild. Troy is 18 and 1 outright. So they win as a betting favorite over the last two seasons. Wow. And they are favored by seven and a half. Take points. that. Take that to the bank. Yeah. I like that. Yikes. What's the over under? 40? 43 and a half. It's going to be an ugly game. Ugly game. It ABC, shout out to Cole for Maybe getting under. that game. ABC. Uh, it's going to be brutal. <laughs> it's going to be a brutal game. Why don't we just do like a skills challenge, like seven sure. on seven, bench press? Yeah. Like let's don't play. Like, nobody's playing. So many opt-outs. Like let's just let's just 
do fun things. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. The most important news about this game is Manny Diaz is back True. in the ACC, hired by Duke. David Feely, the freaking strength coach phenom, is not going to Texas. He's staying at Duke. That is massive news for that university. And you, listen, here's the deal. You got to jump in the portal quick. Okay, we got to get guys, got to bring them in, say, hey, this is what we're doing at Duke. We're going to continue to build on this. Now, Manny has quite an uphill battle here because nine wins, year one. Coach Elko, woo, you know, great things there. Uh, but he he didn't bring in uh, Riley Leonard, okay? That, that's that's from Cutcliffe, all right? That's his era. Those guys, he won with those players, um, which I think that's important to, to kind of point out there. So we'll see. This roster obviously is in a good spot. Uh, we'll see how good of a spot with how many people leave. But I'm very excited that Coach Manny Diaz is back and, uh, you know, excited to welcome him uh, with open arms back to the network and, and into the conference and excited. Nina King, you know, two great hires, you know, back to back for her and, and what she's been able to do. Shout out Nina King, too, for getting that hire done quickly because you have to with the portal. You mentioned yeah. it. You have to do that. And Syracuse yeah. got their hire done very quickly. You have no choice. I mean, I, I think now, back in the day, Mac, you had a list, right? Right. Nowadays, it's like you already have those numbers on that list programmed into your phone. Right. You got to be ready. Isn't that crazy? It's sad, but yeah. that's where we are. It's a different are. world. I always different have a world. plan. Um, guys, that's it. 10,000 foot preview, maybe 30,000 feet, actually. We were pretty high uh, talking about these <laughs> games, doing going going through and, and not giving you a bunch of information. We'll dive in further, I promise. Once so stick we with know, us. we're going like, to have. Can everyone who's opting out please just speak now That's or right. forever hold your peace? If, if we want all hands, cards on the table, hands on the table, we don't want to waste our time. I'm not going to tell you all about this player that's playing and then he doesn't play. Okay. So we're extending this out. We're going as late as we can with these games. We're going to have some great guests on. We're very excited about that. We're going to have some crossover. If you guys know some of our Ooh. friends, we're going to have a little fun belt ACC crossover, which we just talked about. I don't feel good about it. Uh, so I can't wait for them. They can have their moment. Talk Matt, can trash we opt to us. out? <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, we're opting out of that episode. We're not going to do that episode. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's brilliant. Uh, but appreciate you guys tuning in. Much more to come down the pipeline and, and excited to kind of put a bow on this uh, you know, bowl season here and, and get it going this regular season as well. But appreciate you guys tuning in. Need you to go over to YouTube, subscribe, jump onto this channel. We have too much fun. Uh, and of course, jump in the comments. It's always fun to see you guys, what you're talking about, your feelings, what you like, what you don't like, uh, especially with the ACC and the things we have going on here. And of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that as well. But until next time, we'll see you.